Okay, so we're learning so far about Yaakov's dedication to his sheep and his serving as a shepherd for Laman and how Yaakov got paid with sheep and how Yaakov came rich with sheep. And there I point out three aspects of Yaakov's relationship with sheep. Number one is that Yaakov um, became wealthy with the sheep. Number two, Yaakov exchanged some of the sheep to buy other things. And number three, that when he spoke to Esav, he told Esav what he has, he doesn't mention the sheep as his primary possession, his primary occupation, even though it was. So to, answer, to explain all these things and what they have to do with us, we brought this Pasuk. This Pasuk says, uh, or this Medish, a statement, a passage in the Medish. He will be for me, for a father. I'll be a son. He'll be my. Sh- I'll, he'll be for me a shepherd. I'll be from. I'll be his sheep. He'll be. He'll be my shepherd. We were trying to figure out what is added in the model of relationship of shepherd and sheep that isn't there by father and son. So what we started to explain was that in the father-son relationship there is limitation. The very fact we're talking about a separate entity called the son, and that's not the father, means that we're not talking about um, uh, the absolute truth. Because in absolute truth, all there is is Hashem. We're not talking about the truth of godliness the way it is beyond the spiritual cosmos. At at that level, there's no separate entity. And to say that there's a separate entity that is precious to Hashem at, at the level of the infinite light of Hashem, there's nothing... Other, other than Hashem, and therefore the, nothing that's significant. So you can't say that there's an entity that's important to him. Uh, concerning that light of Hashem, the Pasuk says he has no brother and he has no son. There's, it's infinite light of Hashem, and there's, no, there's nothing that, that has any importance to him. When we, do, when we do talk about the relationship of father and son, we must be talking about then a limited, lower kind of godly reality in which the creation has importance. But there is a connection that we do have to that infinite light of Hashem. And that is that he will be for me a shepherd, I'll be for him a sheep. Just like a shepherd and sheep have no comparison to each other, so too the old uh, creation is insignificant to Hashem. And yet, a yid can connect to this infinite light of Hashem through his bittel. By yid. Huh? What I say? What is no relationship to each other? Yeah, they're, they're incomparable, incomparable, and yet the shepherd is still is still is still has a relationship. Yeah, they have no they have no comparison to each other. They're incomparable, but they still have a relationship to each other. But that the infinite light of Hashem is way beyond all of creation, and yet the Abishter still relates to and is affected by the Jewish people. So. Oh, so you want to hear when we began the sicha, the um, <laughs> the, the essence of Hashem chooses the Jewish people, but it, 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 it's not that there is a natural relationship there. Hashem chooses to relate to us. Hashem chooses the Jewish people, but He will be my father. I'll be a son. That's talking about some kind of natural connection, natural importance. And uh, he'll be my shepherd, I'll be his sheep. That means although 
Organic, although, although naturally it's, it's incomparable, shepherd and sheep, yet there's still yachas, there's still a relationship between them. And why is that? Because they're a sheep and he's a shepherd. What's that, what does that mean for us? Being a sheep means that we put our ego aside, we follow Hashem's, Hashem's will. That connects us to God's infinity. Surprisingly, it's the things that we do that are the least soul-like, the least spiritual, that we connect to the most infinite. There was a, a chassid who put it this way. There's a level of godliness where refined doesn't bring you closer and coarse doesn't make you more distant. Because it's infinite. If in, at a level of infinity, the shama doesn't get you closer and grub doesn't get you farther. What does get you closer? What gets you closer is this level of godliness is the absolute truth and nothing besides Hashem. So when a Jew lives in a way that there's nothing besides Hashem and he puts his ego aside, he connects to that. How does he connect to that? So to be a servant, to be in in a, a foreign environment where everything is not the way you like it and you're still doing what Hashem wants you to do, that's why are you doing it? What's making you go there? Because Hashem wants you to do it. That's putting, pushing your ego aside. And, and uh, Yonatan was pointing out that the khaira, for Yaakov, that means leaving his father's house. and It means going to a foreign environment. But for another person, that might mean going to Shul. might mean going to Lantera. Like Vesel Paltiel, he told us about this... Um, Actually, he didn't tell us, it's in one of his recordings. He, he said how there was a shul in, in Borough Park. He was growing up, he was very opinionated and very arrogant. And there's a shul in Borough Park, it's a minion factory. And one of their minions uh, starts at like 6.15 and ends at like 6.25. And uh, something like that. So, 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 and why, and so people go to this minion and, they come, and then they hop on the train at 6.30, 6.30 train, and then, they, then they're at work at 7 o'clock or 8. So, so someone asked Yassi, knowing his opinionated nature, what do you think about that minion? Because he always was saying, this is not good, that's not good, you know, one of those guys. So Yossi says, that's not a minion, that's not davening, that's just a, a cup, it's a waste of time. A waste. So yeah, I said, Yossi, let me ask you a question. So how come they don't get up at 6.25 and go on the train? Why do they get up at 6.15? So he didn't know. Why would they do such a, why, they want to sleep, let them sleep, why are they doing that? So he told Yossi, because the Abisha said to daven. They're getting up because Hashem said to them. It's because God said so. It's, 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 it's bittal. It's absolute bittal. For them to daven is bittal. Because they didn't want to daven. They just wanted to go to work and they were tired. So why did they daven? Because Hashem said to So when you go out of yourself, you, you connect with a deeper resource, a higher resource in yourself that you didn't know about before. And that is your bittal to Hashem. And that connects you to a higher and deeper level of godliness that is not connected to the spiritual cosmos that's hidden. So Yaakov... Serving Hashem in his father's house, and Parshas told us, Yaakov going to Yeshiva of Shem and Aver, and Parshas told us for 14 years, he is like a son to a father. It's a natural connection. It's an intimate relationship. And when Yaakov has to be a sheep, the, word, the root of the word sheep we said is to say to leave, to go depart, to go to a foreign environment, that's where Yaakov becomes on a whole new um, level, a whole different kind of connection to Hashem. To see, he, he, he brings out in himself a different kind of bittal Hashem that wasn't there before. And that's why Yaakov's physical financial success was because of sheep, just like his spiritual success was sheep-related, being like a humble, like a sheep and following God. So too, f- financially, he ended up with a, a job as a shepherd. It makes sense. It fits right in. Um, there but said many times that whatever you see, innumerable, innumerable times, whatever you see is by divine providence, a message for you. They've also said that if something is your profession, 
that means that's something you should pay attention to more, and that's why Hashem is showing it to you so, more, so much more often, because that's something that you personally have to, have to pay attention to, even more than another person, because you, and that's what you're showing it to again and again and again. Anyway, so Yaakov is a shepherd. This is his thing, because Yaakov is the man of sheep. Okay. This helps help us understand the... the uh, um, okay. This is... It sounds like all you need is sheep, but the truth is Yaakov sells the sheep. What does that mean? Yaakov's success is with sheep, but he sells the sheep, and he buys other things. What does that mean? That means it's, to be a Jew is not sufficient always to be a sheep. Sometimes you've got to be a warrior. Sometimes you've got to have, to have chutzpah. And that's the... Like it says in the beginning of the Code of Jewish Law, bold like a leopard, strong like a lion. But at the same time, who says you have to be bold like a leopard? Who says you have to be strong like a lion? Survey says, who says? Yehuda meant tema. Yehuda means bittel. Tema means to speak. It has to, your chutzpah, your strength, has to totally be connected to your bittel. If you're just being arrogant because you like to be arrogant, if you're just being strong because you like to be strong, so then it's, you're going to end up doing the wrong thing, the wrong person, the wrong time. And, uh, the only, the, and, and it's not katusha. You know, there was one speaking about... Uh, People who go on um, the uh, summertime mitzvah campaign of going to various remote cities to to spread the word of Hashem and to sell books and to promote Yiddishkeit. So everyone said that these boys going to this place, they think they don't accomplish anything. The very fact that they're stepping in certain places running to do a mitzvah does something. So the fact that a person is is connected to his bittel of Hashem and doing what Hashem wants, even if, without, without anything else, that, that already does something. He's running to a mitzvah in certain places. That's already something. Okay. So that explains why Yaakov sells the sheep and he buys other things. That, that we understand. He has to sell the sheep, buy other things, because it's not enough to be a sheep. Okay. Why did why are we talking to Asa that he's not mentioned sheep first? The answer is because Asa doesn't have to know about that. It's true for us that for, for for you personally, the way you look at your life, your mission statement on the top of it has to be, I am was not created but to serve Hashem. That, 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 that's clear. You're a sheep, you're you're a bottle. That's true. But Yaakov's message to Esav is that we, you don't want to mess with me because I have so much going for me. I have so much gifts of God. God's on my side, and therefore you don't want to mess with me. So Yaakov's emphasis to Esav is not that he's a, he's a sheep. His emphasis is to him that you don't want to mess with me because I am mighty. How come I'm mighty? Because God's on my side, and I, I'm always serving God. And one of the things I do is I'm also a sheep. But that's not, that's, that's not the thing that, that, that impresses Esav. It's a strength. That impresses Asa, just like today in Israel. It's not the, the, uh, the Jewish people being like a, uh, frightened of the nations of the world and, and cowing to them. That impresses them. It's, it's the fist. So, there are, so, so Yaakov, you'd first have to know that he's a sheep. And he's going to war, because the Abish has to go to war. It's all, all, all Hashem. It's all b- Bittal. Huh? In the interplay between Yaakov and Asa, where is Yaakov's Bittal relevant in that exchange? I have many merits. One of my merits is that I'm Bittal. It's just it's it's part of my list of merits. You just reprioritize those. You reprioritize in order to convey the message. This is just one of the things I do. But you don't want to mess with me because I'm strong. I'm strong, and I have this merit, and I have that merit, and I'm also a sheep. So, but what was the purpose of expressing the bittul? To say that he has so many merits. So God's on his side. He, he he is connected to God in so many ways. He does so many things for God, and God is so. So Asa could hear that because he's God's son. But as we relate out in the world. Oh. Is, that a, is, that a, is that a relevant message, is it a relevant message to, to nations of the world that, that we're going in the name of God yeah we're going in the name of God we are uh, 
yeah, we, we, we are connected to God. We, what the Rebbe said that we should also tell nations, we should tell nations of the world, why does Israel belong to us? Because God gave us the land of Israel. We, we believe in that. They're, they're always saying that. We, we have to, uh, on the contrary, we, we, they have to hear that from us as well. Uh, but, but it's not, and even Yaakov's message to Esau, we're strong because of God's strength. That's all part of the message. Let's go further in Ischas. What a story that uh, story that you gave when Rebbe Barash that was to express how you achieve bittul when you go to unfriendly environment, but when you're insulated, you don't have that bittul. This this okay ischas. Now can understand why this was not mentioned first in Yaakov's mission to Esav, even though it was the main thing. When Yaakov sent a message to Esav, I have oxen, I have donkeys, I have sheep, I have servants, Yaakov was trying to mention to Esav the merits and the spiritual lofty gifts that will stand for him. And to scare Esav and to prevent him from fulfilling his schemes. And therefore, he doesn't preface the sheep thing, which indicates humility and self abnegation because to scare Esav, you have to, you have to prove to Esav, first of all, your strength. Yaakov ya- has to know that Yaakov has the sheep quality too. Why do you have to know that? Because Yaakov is telling him that, he, that you know what kind of strength I have? I have godly strength. It's not, it's, you don't even know about this kind of strength. I'll take up the Kedusha. By him mentioning the sheep thing too, he's saying he's coloring his strength. I am strong. I have sure. I'm an ox. You know what kind of ox I am? I am a godly ox. I'm, I'm a sheep. I, I'm, I'm serving Hashem. It's not just a regular kind of strength. I have a secret weapon you've never seen before. I take through strength you scare Esau. That's when you're trying to convey the message to Esau. That's when you're trying to convey the message to Klippa. Hashem to someone else who is listening. But for yourself, a person has to know and remember the truth. That strength comes from Bittl. Where does strength come from? It comes from self-abnegation. What's your main wealth, your main possession? Your main possession is your sheep, it's your Bittl. That's what gets you going. That's, that, that's what makes everything work. Okay, what's the lesson? The simple message for our generation from all the above is a Jew has to do what the Torah says when the first word is Torah portion, go out there and light up the world. Before you do that, there's a necessity to prepare yourself in the tents of shame and aver. It's true, you have to prepare yourself and you have to, you have to, you have to um, absorb a lot of Torah first. But Yaakov became fabulously financially successful, and the Torah says, fill the earth and conquer the earth. Yaakov didn't just stay in that yeshiva. He went out in the world and he conquered it. You have to go out into the earth and to light up the, the world with light. 
Nowadays, in time before the Mashiach's coming, the main thing we have to do is action. Unlike in the time of the, of the Talmud, where they said then that Talmud Torah, study of Torah, is equal to all mitzvahs put together, but in our time, the main preoccupation of Jew has to be in action. Uh, next column. In our times, we don't have the possibility of being like Rashbi, that Torah is your sole profession. Even uh, there aren't even a few Jews who are able to do that. The main avoid nowadays is action, the Maisat Stokka. That's the main idea nowadays. I, I'm not sure if this is translated and what you have it here correctly. Generally, the Rebbe says that only very few Jews could do it. Here it sounds like, it's, it's in Hebrew, it sounds like even few Jews can do it. But either way, it's, it's, uh, the main idea nowadays is action, ma'isat staka, giving staka. It's not, the main thing is not, is not the study of Torah. The main thing is action staka. Just like Yaakov had to go out and leave Shem and Aver and to go do something in the world, so to it nowadays, the main emphasis is yeah, you have to prepare yourself and study Torah, but then there's a time you have to go out and impact the world. Especially in our time, looking for Jews who are lost in the, in the darkness of Golos and bringing them to the light of Torah and Mitzvah, it's, you're not trying to change someone who is ignorant to becoming a lamdan, to, to someone who is knowledgeable in Torah. You're not trying to change someone who has less knowledge so that they should become a knowledgeable scholar. You're not trying to change someone who is not so careful about doing mitzvahs to becoming absolutely God-fearing. What you're doing is actually saving a life, mamish. When you go out to reach out to someone, you're actually saving a life. You're saving a soul of a Jew and his children to the end of all generations. They should remain Jews. And they should act, at least practically, physically, the way a Jew is supposed to act. That's what you're doing. So it's not just something that has relevance because you are impacting someone. You're literally saving a life. So therefore, the message we have from the Sikha is, Vayetze, go out there and save a life. Next point, Ois Yud. There's another point about this. In order to be successful in this, successful in impacting another Jew, you need to do this with a sense of self-abnegation, with a self-sense of bittel. You have to do this, reach out to another person, because this is God's mission. God wants you to light up the darkness of Golas. Why? If you're doing this mission, because Hashem wants you to do it, because of bittel, because of self-application, then you're not going to be limited with the laws of nature. You yourself, the way you do it, won't be limited by your nature. Then it won't make a difference to you where God sends you. In any place, in any situation that, that you are sent by divine providence, or any kind of Jew that you come in contact with, 
You'll devote yourself with all your might and with power to have, as the Mishnah says, a person is supposed to have many students. Never emphasized many times. It doesn't say how many students you're supposed to have. And if you're able to have one more, then you don't have a lot compared to what you're supposed to have. So any any situation, if you have, if you don't have vittel, so then you want to go to a certain place, you want to go to a certain kind of people. My uncle said before I moved here that uh, I'm going to definitely go to a warm climate because as soon as the temperature goes below uh, 70, all, all my talk about Hasidus is just... Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So, you have... If you have bit, there's no place to... No difference kind of, what kind of situation you're in, no difference what kind of person you're talking to. In any situation, you, you devote yourself completely to your student, to, the, to make another Jew your student. And just like Yaakov, it says, earlier, he broke through all limitations, so too a Jew won't have any limitations to what kind of thing he's doing. And when you go out with a conviction that you have to fulfill God's mission, then you'll have success in all kinds of students. Like just like with Lavan and Yaakov, the Lavan first made a deal with Yaakov that you're going to get the speckled sheep. Then he told him the striped sheep. So it didn't make a difference. Yaakov was able to be successful in all kinds of sheep. So too, when a Jew has bittel to Hashem, he gives himself over to what Hashem wants him to do. It doesn't matter what kind of Jew he talks to. It doesn't matter if it's a speckled Jew or a striped Jew, whatever it is. All the students will he'll be successful. Then all the students will grow up the way they're supposed to be, and even more, Yaakov's sheep were were more fruitful than other sheep. Yaakov's personal uh, family, um, every one of his. Children were tzaddikim, which are, and also all the students, all Yaakov, people Yaakov impacted, were perfect. So they're saying basically in a sentence that when you try to reach out to another person with a conviction that this is God's mission, and you're doing doing because Hashem said so, you'll be successful in whatever kind of person you're talking to. As long as you sell your sheep. As long as you, that's what sheep means. You're doing because you have conviction that this is Hashem's mission, this has to get done. Um, these activities prepare every Jew and all the Jewish people for the true and complete redemption. What's going to happen then? That no Jew will be left in exile. About As God promises us, you will be gathered one by one, children of Israel. All the Jewish people will be gathered. Gather every single person by their hand. And uh, the preparation for that is by going out and reaching out to every single person, not making a differentiation one person or another. And the conviction, it is Hashem's mission, and it and has to get done. Let me ask you remember the full context of the sheep part of this passage until yesterday's Pekash. Represents this, you know, opposite.